also don't care about feminism. Your favorite show is Entourage. To be honest, when I found out that patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest anyway. I wonder if I know what you mean. I wonder if you wonder. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Maximum Film. It's episode 338. And you know what? <laughs> Spiders are great. It's your boy, if you want to wait in the booth with me, all my friends. So let me introduce you to them. First up, we have Alonzo Duralde, Christmas Zaddy himself, esteemed critic, esteemed fancy man. What's good? <laughs> well, uh, thank you, FM. Very fancy. Let's be clear about that. Uh, my what's good this week, Dave White made me an amazing chocolate cake, which is in it, in and of itself not necessarily newsworthy. He is quite the baker and makes a lot of yummy treats. But this one was I, one I felt like I needed to share with the Max Fun audience because it is A, super easy to make, like you don't even need a mixer, and B, vegan. Uh, so I was stunned and shocked to learn about this later. But um, yeah, it's an olive oil chocolate cake. So instead of eggs, it's olive oil, basically. But you know, sugar and cocoa and all the usual stuff. And it, it comes you make a ganache that goes on it. So it's just this like, and it's not one of those sort of thick, you know, kind of fondanty things that are just there for show. Like, it's this really yummy, rich, icing. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I sent Marissa the link to Smitten Kitchen where this recipe comes from. It's in the show notes. If people want to make it, if you want a no muss, no fuss, anybody can do this chocolate cake, that it's going to turn out great and impress uh, uh, guests or potential love interests. Uh, check this one out. Real good. What if you want Dave White to make you that. Well, sorry, ladies, he's taken. He's <laughs> off the market. Damn it. <laughs> I don't need a recipe. I need a Dave White. <laughs> or just the Dave White. I don't want a Dave White. I was going to say, there there are lots of them out there. Be careful which one yeah. you wind up with. Yeah, no. Well, you know, if there are any uh, Dave Whites listening, that was none other no. than super <laughs> producer, <not>. programmer, <laughs> producer, Drea Clark. Would you take a Dave Beige? Yeah. The door is <laughs> closed. I can get you a Dave Beige, a Dave Eggshell. <laughs> no, there's a golden ticket and it's exclusively for Alonzo's husband. <laughs> That's my tragic life. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, wait, but did you ask if I have other good things? Yeah, yeah. Other than hitting on Alonzo's husband <laughs> via Alonzo? Yeah, yeah. Um... Uh, I do, in fact. Thankfully, that's not the only fun thing happening in my world. I, as you know, am not on much social media in any real fun way, and I'm certainly not on TikTok. My friend Tessa curates my TikTok experiences for me, so I watch about one TikTok every three weeks, and it's perfect pacing for this gal. However, every once in a while, I stumble upon a sort of cultural juggernaut, which I did this week, and I'm sure other people did, and it is this woman who's posted about 50 parts of an escapade that's entirely her, like, sitting in her car, recounting details of her marriage that fell apart and it's called like who the f did i marry and it's just her having met and quickly married during the quarantine section of the pandemic um a man and then subsequently finding out every single thing about him is a lie and it is riveting she's such a good storyteller and like when i tell you she's just her sitting and talking and each detail you're like ma'am and she's also very upfront about like yeah i just wanted to be happy i was ready to be married like <laughs> i ignored every flag because i wanted to but it is it's some beautiful storytelling from an unusual place so what do you uh, think what do you think for the adaptation a24 movie or peacock <laughs> miniseries <laughs> Amazon Freebie, if we're being honest. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be okay. great on yeah. Freebie. That would yeah, really yeah, yeah. be great on Freebie. That's that's what I was thinking. I, lo I, I love an internet yarn. Those are, you know. Truly, and she's such a, like, sympathetic character. And honestly, the things he lied about, I'm like, look at you go, sir. <laughs> Bold choices. <laughs> yeah. Well. Speaking of bold choices, I'd say we made a pretty bold choice for a guest, none other to tackle the weaving web of Madam Web, uh, other than writer, comedian, co-host of Jordan Jesse Go, and the just announced new show, Free With Ads. It is Jordan Morris. What's Hi, everybody. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. I don't know when the last time I saw y'all was. It was... 
Oh, I think it was when you were researching spiders in the Amazon with my mom right before she died. <laughs> that was what it was. Okay. Who could forget? Uh, hey, what is what is what is good this week with me? Uh, speaking of free streaming services, um, I'm a big Pluto TV fan. Love flipping Ooh. around Pluto TV. It kind of mimics cable. It's just you know, uh, there's a little bit of on-demand stuff, but it's mostly just like stuff that's on. You come in in the middle. Uh, they have been playing the Coneheads movie constantly. Uh, a nice. movie I watched constantly as a kid. Uh, Coneheads, the an adaptation of a uh, one-joke SNL <laughs> sketch from the 70s. Um, and the movie came out in the 90s. Still holds up pretty well. I thought a lot of it was really funny. But maybe the best thing about it is um, it is from that time in movies when you had to have a rap about the movie over the credits. <laughs> and there is a Conehead rap. You can look it up on YouTube. Uh, performed mostly by Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin. Of course. Uh, they're using the Conehead voice, so it is her going like, Beldar, you are my Conehead mate. Um, but Ooh. there's a hook. I don't know who sings the hook. They're a great singer, and the hook is, you don't have to hold your cone alone. What? Wow. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> How does this compare to the Dan Aykroyd uh, Dragnet rap? Oh, I'm, don't make me choose. Don't make me choose. <laughs> Are I they can't. both, both of those choose. the kinds of raps where they um, summarize everything that happened in the movie that you just watched? That's a great question. No, it is not a. Uh, mm. Yeah, it is not in the. What, what are the great examples of that? I guess the Men in Black. Um, yeah, uh, the, the Dragnet one actually, I believe, falls oh, into yeah. that category. <laughs> no, this is all vibes, Drea. It's all. Oh, vibes. <laughs> good, Baldark. There oh, are jokes good. from the movie, um, but yeah, good. you don't have to hold your cone alone. I don't know. I'm, it's in my head. Now it's in your I want you to know the first time you sang that, I heard coat, and that is why I was additionally befuddled. Ah, uh, yes. Cone. No, uh, they use Duh, the cone. It's literally a line. The, yeah, it's they use the, the single joke you were talking about. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. That's on me. Yeah, yeah. See, now you're locked in because you're, 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 you're chasing coats. Not cones. <laughs> now we got your cone. Not your funny. Tr- cone. Very no, funny. So <laughs> funny. Yeah. Now I'm in. Can't, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get it on uh, my Zune player. There you go. If it was good. good. Oh, oh. Uh, what's good with me? Uh, same old stuff, really. Uh, <laughs> I guess you know. I'll say Helldivers Two. It's a new. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a new uh, new game that's out right now, uh, based uh, of, off of Starship Troopers. Not directly, but it's all very much. Of the same thing, you kill a bunch of bugs. It has a bunch of uh, democratic propaganda, and everyone's kind of been playing into it and making like you know memes. And someone even uh, there's a woman who did a uh, like uh, uh, army wives tutorial for your boy if your husband or boyfriend is playing uh, um, hell divers. It's uh, very goofy, very silly, and it's the first time that I kind of see that. The gaming community, the unite for something good and fun and not uh, the usual horrible, angry stuff that usually pops off. Like even someone mentioned that even the console wars have died down because they've been asking uh, the the developers to open it up to Xbox so that they can join in and help push back the terminate force that is uh, challenging our freedom and democracy uh, for the super citizens. I mean, I've definitely heard about console wars for sure. This is not the yeah. first time I've just heard that reference ever. Like every night I go right. to sleep, like oh, I hope tomorrow Oops. finds the end of those console wars. Calling for a ceasefire. Yeah, here I'm glad to hear film. about this like momentary reprieve. You know, usually, you know, I let live and then sometimes I have to call out that Council Wars has been like local news used. Like, Drea, I think that you're th- one TikTok every three weeks uh, oh, in gestation. I live in a cave. Of- <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's zero like, bearing on whether it has cultural relevance. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I Council Wars cave. lean yeah. more on the side of just the universal capitalistic hell that we live in more than actual gamer conversation, at least now. I, but I yeah, live in the corner uh, of the internet that's still parsing the Barbara Streisand memoir, so. So, you know, we oh, all have our, also, our so cross still, to bear here. That's, that's still going on. They're still breaking down. the. It's a, it's a big book, Viffy. She covers a lot okay. of ground. 
All right. Well, uh, we're going to cover a lot of ground as we get loose in time and space with Madam Web. Then we'll have a movie quiz that takes us back in time to 2003. But first, it's time for Itadik, our movie news segment, where we answer the question, is this important? Do we care? And it all has a cool little, uh, you know, uh, name. Yeah, you nailed that. <laughs> you did I'm it. Landed, I'm landing. I'm landing Episode all of these. Episode 338, everybody. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Trey, you want to kick this off? Yeah. I mean, who's not going to want to just get on that momentum? Yeah. This girl is. So, gang, even at 86 years of age, Ridley Scott is still keeping us on our toes with his cinematic choices. Paramount... I don't know about this phrasing. Paramount has pegged him to direct an upcoming movie about those legendary brothers of pop music, the Bee Gees. The film will follow on the heels of, obviously, what could this film possibly come after? That's right. His sequel to Gladiator. Uh, Barry Gibb, the lone surviving brother, is a co-producer. Is this important? Do you care? Well, you know, when this was announced, my very first thought was, well, okay, yeah, but who's going to play Lulu? Uh, famous <laughs> British pop singer who was married to one of the Gibbs for a while and then Dave immediately when I brought this up said Florence Pugh and I was like oh my god you're right and so as long as they nail that part of it uh, the rest of it I think she it's, sang it's, uh, to Sir with Love right she did in fact oh. yeah Poitiers yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah I think if they, can, if they can get that part of it right the rest of it is a walk in the park just don't let Mike Myers and Justin Timberlake anywhere near this thing wait Mike Myers and Justin Timberlake or Jimmy or, Fallon. No, sorry, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, you're right. I was like, oh my God, is Myers in this too? Watch your back. Watch your back, Fallon. It kind of tracks. Um, it get, yeah, it, you would think uh, this is like, oh, the, if I, you... You know, if, I, I was like, ooh, Alonzo knows something I don't. I didn't mm-hmm. question it like it sounded wrong. It sounded so no, no, right. No, I was in fact wrong, so thank you okay. for... Uh, well, there were three, uh, three brothers Gibbs, so... That's true. It could be all <laughs> of them cursing you. I do like that the, the strange connection between... Like, this is a really odd choice to me. I mean, it's Ridley Scott, who I think is an incredible artist, would love, am excited to see what this could look like through his filter, but it is a very weird, like, the whole, the, everything about it seems like an odd choice. Um, and then in the article that detailed it, it got into the fact that, like, back in the 70s, he was supposed to do a movie, direct a film that they all three starred in oh. and was, like, their wow. friend and potential collaborated back then. And that one fell apart. Um, I think it's in, yeah, The Castle Accident was the name. <laughs> of it. Instead, we got Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club uh, Band. Yeah, we who did. can forget that one? <laughs> Uh, I I know this is kind of a, a controversial movie in many ways. I am a fan of Prometheus. Uh, I like how it folded in the alien lore. I can only hope he will sneakily fold in some alien lore to this movie. Um, in space, no one can hear you stay alive. I, I, I would like him to fold in uh, Fassbender's Aryan monster, like his like yes. super blonde. I feel mm-hmm. like he could manage the BGs. Bring that guy back. Put him in the white suit, you know. Yeah, he's, the white suit. He's he secretly can... a yeah, a whatever. A, I don't know what he was in. I did not enjoy Prometheus. He uh, yeah. he also uh, in Alien Covenant. Uh, you'll you'll mm. remember. Uh, he he meets he meets a clone of himself and teaches the clone of himself how to play the flute. Uh, so what I hear is two or three Gibbs. That's yeah. potentially <laughs> Fassbender's all three. That's what I'm saying. Fassbender's all three. And I know that you know this is a film about like three fellas in a band, but I hope that there's more than a woman in the movie. You know, I Let want representation. There, there will mm-hmm. not be. Okay. <laughs> there will not be. You are destined for disappointment, sir. I bet at least one of them has a wife who's a bitch. And, and, uh, holding and, then them, and holding them a, back. <laughs> and then yeah. probably a suspect girlfriend who gets somebody in trouble. Right. End well, of I do list. Love yeah. it when, you know, a main character is able to love somebody. Uh, that That's oh, also you great. Did not. Oh, yeah, you did it. Um, clever, clever. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll you tell know? you, I, you know, I, I, you know, people for, for years were like, oh, God, when are these superhero movies just going to go away already? And certainly that's coming up with the film we're talking about this week. But uh, <laughs> I, I would say, could we please stop making rock biopics? Please, 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 I beg you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Having just seen Bob Marley, One Love, it's, it's like, I can't with these. And yet they keep making money. So, of course, we're going to get yeah. a BG's biopic and it's going to be it's going to hit all of the walk hard moments that you expect it to because that's what these movies do yes Yes. the wrong Gib Uh, died (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a line from Walk Hard. Ida was not making light of a yes. death. Of it. You're not half the boy that Nate was. You're not even half the boy that the top half of Nate was after you cut him in half. So you're saying I'm less than a quarter of the boy Nate was? The wrong kid died. I was doing a version of the walk hard line. I didn't mean to say Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, sorry. Okay. It took me a second. Like, well, Jordan's an asshole. The rest of us started still, texting I'm during the recording. I'm still mourning Andy, you know. I mean, oh, like, let's, yeah, sure. let's not be flip about the Gibbs. Uh, yes. Anyway, speaking of people who love Marvel movies, Martin Scorsese uh, <laughs> has narrated a documentary about his idols, Michael Powell and Emmerich Pressburger. Art has this streaming and distribution service. Movie has acquired the rights to that documentary. It's called Made in England, the films of Powell. Powell and Pressburger. Scorsese is not only the narrator, but also the executive producer. It's directed by award-winning British filmmaker David Hinton and is described as, quote, Scorsese's personal and moving look at two of British cinema's greatest filmmakers. Is this important? Do you care? If he can, you name a Powell and Pressburger movie. Uh, no, I'm not just. He, I'm not he even may not be able you. to name that, but if he's going to be with me, as we mentioned, Ify and I actually recently did an entire episode of Screen Drafts representing for Maximum Film the two of us with Ingu King about the movies that Martin Scorsese produced. And the fact that I missed out on this one being included is a true bummer uh, because I bet it's going to be a banger. He's obviously like a wealth of knowledge when it comes to film history. And I'll say for myself, The Life and Times of Colonel Blimp or Life and Death of Colonel Blimp is one of my all-time favorite films. Um, please go watch it. It's the Deborah Carr plays three different women. It's time jumps. It's assessing mortality. It's war. It's all sorts of things. It's so fantastic. And that's not even, I mean, like, what didn't they do that wasn't great? But I, I love this and I love that he is so truly, Scorsese is so truly committed to film preservation, to like looking at film history and giving it meaning and imbuing it with like value for people of please know that this is important. And to be clear, I wasn't putting Ify on the spot. I was just sort of trying to gauge like how much are Powell oh. and Pressburger household names in this sure, country. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, Ify, you have that Powell and Pressburger t-shirt. Name three movies. Name three <laughs> movies. <laughs> look, look, I thought it was just a cool name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like the logo. <laughs> and Scorsese obviously was tight with Michael Powell. Powell was married to Thelma Schoonmacher, who is still uh, a Scorsese's editor, and you know the the two of them go back to you know Scorsese and Thelma edited you know Woodstock together. So like it, it, it's not just a I'm a fan. Like they were they were yeah. tight bros for the last chunk of Powell's life. But yeah, I mean you look at Black Narcissus or I Know Where I'm Going or Tales of Hoffman, like. These guys were the red doing shoes. the red Sorry, shoes, absolutely, yeah, just doing stuff that was unlike anything else. And then I think it was was it just Powell who did Peeping Tom? Maybe. Which I don't is, think they did that together. Yeah, I think that might have been just Powell, and that's the movie like without which we don't have Psycho, and then we don't have Halloween, and like it, it is really sort of this kind of. Uh, you know, seminal early sort of first person slasher movie. Uh, so yeah, they they cover it all. They 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 do the full gamut. Uh, these guys were 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 masters. And I recommended this before too, but uh, Greta Gerwig did a great sort of just behind the scenes uh, reference thing. I think it was in her interview with Letterbox where she was saying um, films that influenced Barbie. Right, and she had at least. I think Black Narcissus and the Red Shoes were on there um, for clips. Anyway, so if you want a little taste and of it. Alonzo, you alluded to it, but I'm just really excited um, for Martin to go out there and hit the press circuit again just to have people have an opportunity yeah. to ask him about the MCU. Yeah. Yes. To finally. Because really the discourse, I think, th thrives upon that. Yeah, maybe and his opinion has changed, and I yes. think we need to hear more about... Maybe um, Madam Web is the movie that brings maybe, him around. Yes. <laughs> Marty's a webhead. <laughs> Speaking of movies, Travis Kelsey is a movie producer now. Fresh off his team's win at the Super Bowl, Travis Kelsey is going to Hollywood. Well, kind of. Kelsey is executive producing an indie film called My Dead Friend Zoe. The movie is a war comedy drama and stars Sonequa Martin-Green, Natalie Morales, Ed Harris, and Morgan Freeman. Apparently, he's also co-producing a documentary about Jean-Michel Basquiat. Uh, his co-producers on both projects are green energy entrepreneurs. Is this important? Do you care? 
So he has Drea's job. I was just going to say, I'm going to jump in here and say, yes, super excited. Travis Kelsey is coming for my work. Your peer. He, my, my peer, my compadre, um, certainly working at the same level as most indie film. Um, this film, my, de- my dead friend Zoe, is an ad- it's a feature adaptation of a short film called uh, Merit X Zoe, which played the, I think it played South by Southwest. It did the festival circuit. And I'll say he's been on it for a minute. Like he was an early, he's a executive producer. And if you're ever looking at the titles, that generally means one of the financers. Not all of them have a lot of creative input, but it's still like a key part of getting things made. And he's been on this one from the very beginning. Um, I'm excited to see this. It's, it's, it's in the mix or actually the feature is playing South by the short played several other places. Um, part of this headline is that the film takes advantage of the green energy tax credit in the, the cleanest simplification of it is that it's not that the movie making itself is like, Oh yeah. If you're like, how in the world does that benefit the environment? It doesn't. It's that the it's, using money that's generated from the sale of surplus tax credits. And so people, investors will make money um, through things that do like ecological consciousness or fulfill like whatever. And then they'll sell those off. It doesn't matter. It's, it's tax stuff. But if you're like, I don't know how filmmaking fulfills this. It's all like nonsense. It's like the same thing as like anything you get into money, like people with a lot of money, all of it, the more you learn, you're like, what? This is all nonsense. And you're not wrong. But I'd rather have people um, sell their tax credits and then put them into indie film financing than a whole lot of other things they could be funding. So good for them. I'm excited for both this and like the combo that he's gravitated towards this film, which is female led. It's about female veterans, um, women of color. And that the other one is like Basquiat, like fascinating choices. I'm not going to say if you told me, oh, Travis Kelsey is going to be a film producer. Basquiat documentary was not going to be the first thing out of my mouth. Of, <laughs> yeah. Surely he's doing this, you know. Well, you know, it's it's so funny because like uh, Travis Kelsey, like traditionally in the, the big hubbub before it blew up to this level is that, you know, Kelsey dated primarily black women before and so like he's like been around the culture been in that and that's that's so like you know that's why he had the the fade that people will call the travis kelsey haircut and also why he knew to get ahead of it and be like nope that was not me do not say that it was me um and even was like in to do it on black history month what are y'all doing to me it's very he's he's very funny he, he knows what he's doing i'm more For a curious himbo, he's not a total dum-dum yeah he, but I'm more curious uh, and and I guess uh, uh, cynical in a way that I have to ask the question of like, now that we know how much, you know, uh, the uh, people are trying to stuff Wall Street and Hollywood, do we feel like this is the new hot thing for celebs where they're like, oh, you should EP a movie because, you know, if, if you do if it. If you shut your mouth right now because I want them to be that kind of dummy. So I hear I hear the thread you're pulling at, but let's. Yeah. Let's just sew it back up. Let's just get that money and it's coming it. our way. Come okay. on. All right. Yeah. How dare you? Okay. You know what? That's a great um, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I let's uh, let's pretend I didn't say that and go straight to break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Madam Wen. Have you ever wanted to know the sad lore behind Chuck E. Cheese's love of birthday parties? Or, my Saturday mornings are reserved for cartoons? Or, have you wanted to know how beloved virtual pet site Neopets fell into the hands of Scientologists? Or, how our former Mattel employee managed to grow Sega into a video game powerhouse? Join us, hosts Austin and Brenda, and learn all of these things and more at Secret Histories of Nerd Mysteries, now on Maximum Fun. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Maximum Film. I'm your host, Ify Wadiway, in the studio with me are... Drea Clark. And Jordan Morris. Alonzo Duraldi. Today marks a new entry into the whole Sony slash Marvel Spider-Man adjacent content situation. It was directed by S.J. Clarkson and stars Dakota Johnson. So, Drea, would you mind giving us a brief, super understandable synopsis of Madam Web? <laughs> Almost impossible not to, Ify. 
happy. I think if there's one way I would describe this movie, it's super understandable. <laughs> I definitely understood everything that happened. Coherent rave yes. critics. <laughs> All right, a drum. Yeah. Okay. So, Madam Web is. Uh, we're following a young, youngish. To me, she's young because who isn't? It's Dakota Johnson. So your uh, uh, idea of how young she is may completely depend on your own age. The character is 30. We know this. The character is 30. She's timeless because it's Dakota Johnson. A woman named Cassandra Webb, which I did not realize till deep into it. And I was like, oh, come on. She is a paramedic in Manhattan. She's snarky. She has no female friends. She was an orphan who came through the foster system. She hates kids' art projects. If you're a kid and you try and give her an art project, she's going to be a weird dick to you. I mean, fair enough. I don't know what parents do with those either. That art sucked in her defense. That's true. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Cassandra, Cassie Webb, and her like natural hot girl grumpiness, um, all of a sudden falls into the water, which kickstarts a kind of innate superpower that came about... Because when she was born and her mother was researching spiders in the Amazon and then killed because of what the spider that she found. Uh, and then Cassandra was born amidst that. She apparently had these latent superpowers all the time. They get kicked in. She gets little spurts of being able to see a little bit into the future and then starts to see some terrible things happening, particularly to three young women. Those three young women are being haunted by a creepy ass dude and uh, she uh, saves them. She puts them together. Uh, she pops over to Peru, doesn't see Paddington, comes back, Madam Web. <laughs> I, I'm no Alonzo. I don't know what to tell you. But I, you, you I think really I hit, hit a lot of the high points. Okay, right thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like you nailed that. Did you hear Britney okay. Spears is toxic a lot. I think you didn't mention um, that. I don't know if I like the tone in which you suggest that, Jordan, because that was a true highlight. I, I know what your 2003 was banger. like. I would never know. I, hey, I know what I know. I, I know well enough not to speak ill of Britney on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Tyson Beckford on the back of that motorcycle. Uh, in the music video. Oh, oh yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. I'll also yeah. add, this is S.J. Clarkson, who's um, a, a woman director, which I loathe pointing out because they're all just directors, but I do think it's worth noting. She has a ton of television credits. This is her first feature. Um, I cannot imagine how this woman got rode by the studio. And I feel like I could tell every single note she was given because jumping in and intercepting any, like, jumping off points... I don't remember what it was, Alonzo and Iffy, but, or maybe it was even pre-Iffy, but at one point there was a a movie going around that was like, ah, it's the worst movie of the year. It's the worst movie of all time. And I had a similar reaction to this as I'm like, you guys need to see more bad movies. Right? Thank you. I mean, this is, is this the best movie of the year? Certainly not. But again, see more bad movies. Yeah, if this, this is your baseline. It is being so over hated right now. Yeah, uh, which well, which I think is is always kind of a given. Whenever there is a a film that centers female characters and has heaven forbid a woman behind the camera, uh, that there's there's a contingent of that audience that's already going to get angry. And then on top of it, you have the people who desperately want this to be another Morbius. Right. And yeah. it's just Ooh. not that bad. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. like, I mean, we've had Morbius, we had, which tried to set up that whole adjunct version of this, you know, what you said, the the, the content sitch here. You had <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2 that tried to be the launching pad for a Secret Six series that went nowhere. And so it's like, with compared oh, sorry, to Sorry, Alonzo, I'll be the guy. Sinister Six, Secret Six is DC. Sin- I just, I, I'm, I'm looking yes, up for your mentions. I'm looking up for your mentions. Here. You're this my is- friend. I just want your... <laughs> mentions to be clean i this, think that's a reasonable mistake it's why we brought you on the show thank Jordan. you thank you, I'm thank happy you. To be the here. sinister six thank setup you. so you know compared to those movies this is you know this is the magnificent ambersons frankly and <laughs> as much as it is like you can you know as with the marvels yes the studio notes are are running rampant here yeah and you can just tell that the things are being grafted onto each other that don't make any sense this movie is I I my 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 out of the theater like was it worth it was like I enjoyed watching Dakota Johnson try to figure out how to be the star of this movie <laughs> and that was so tr- such fun to watch and she's such a great 
screen presence and she's so not in her wheelhouse here that i just enjoyed the whole experience of it it does this movie uh, promise superheroes that it never delivers yes um does it have a supervillain who is completely forgettable absolutely uh i mean like most of the the critiques about this movie that i've read are like well i mean you're not wrong but at the same right. time like i this movie didn't make me angry it didn't bore me like i've seen so much worse out there uh starting with bob marley one love that i don't <laughs> get why people are so mad at madam webb i think we know the spoiler of what your it, staff pick's yeah. gonna be yeah. <laughs> can i say one I, uh, positive true. thing because I feel like there's going to be a oh, lot yeah. of no, I could, I could say, I could say many positive oh, things about this movie. Uh, I think this movie has Charlie Brown's Christmas tree energy. I think <laughs> that like this movie, while it does not work as a whole, has many good parts about it. And I, uh, after you uh, go, Drea, I, I, I have a couple of, uh, of nice compliments I never thought to this it was movie. such a bad little tree. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think for me, just on a, on the like giving of kudos, I do enjoy to give those kudos, you guys. I can't keep the kudos to myself. And there's an entire element of this where we're, we're watching Cassie in real time gain this superpower, try and figure out the shape of that superpower. And then that superpower, which is the ability to see a little bit into the future, but not much, just enough that it's like intense ass deja vu, but that could have large consequences for the people around her. I felt like every time they did that, it was beautifully deployed. Like I thought the handling of what this temporal anomaly was, yeah, was like (laughs) so beautifully shot like you're sort of a little confused with her but you're enough aware that you know you're being manipulated and not just it's a bad edit like the and, camera's and, moving just a little it's like replaying things but with just a little change and it I generates some real suspense handled. too yeah, yeah i think that the suspense scenes and action scenes in this movie are really well done and it and it you know, I could tell part of the core idea of this or the original pitch or whatever is like, what if we do a Marvel movie, but it's more of a suspense thriller slasher, which is a great pitch. And you kind of wish they did a better job with it. But yeah. those elements of the movie are really good. I think that chase scene in the subway where the motiveless barefoot villain is <laughs> chasing them for Girl, some reason. Yeah, uh, his, it's, They it's, kept it's, showing his bare feet. And I was like, this Tarantino light stuff. Get out of here. (laughs) Nobody wants to see that man's feet. He would. Yes. He, he, he defeats the superheroes, but he's foiled when he steps on an old dog food lid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just gets tetanus Uh, and dies. Yeah. No, I agree. There's a lot of just cool ass shit in this movie that, (laughs) because I think at its core, the heart of the movie, the beating, the beating heart of this movie is that they tried to make a movie about Madam Web. That was problem number one. Like Madam Web is a part of you. You you, like it's like uh, like you're and this would still be cool because but I don't think it'd be cool if they did it uh, raw, but like an Alfred movie, or if you tried to do, you know, uh, you was know, an Alfred like, series. I was saying, this is an Alfred TV yeah. show. Well, that's, that's what I was saying. I, yeah, they did that, but even then, I think, you know... It's the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead of the Spider-Man universe. Where they yeah. like, let's find these, like, not even a tertiary, like a fourth-eary character. Exactly. It's just so far removed. Like, it would be, so, like, if they did, like, a Flash Thompson movie, that'd make more sense than <laughs> Madam Web, because Madam Web is, like, a connecting factor to a bigger Spider-Man arc. So to like make the movie on its own uh, and just try and make like her this cool character, like you should have made a Spider-Woman movie. Like, like, okay, like if you, know- you guys then I'm guessing, well, I'm already answering this in my brain as I say it. I obviously, no surprise, have never heard of Madam Web before. And I also hadn't seen the trailers. So I did not realize that the other women in this cast, the younger women we're going to also be spider people at some point. So I was like, oh, that's crazy. It's like a coven of little spider women. I, I, I would love an explanation of this because I don't really know these characters that well either. Okay. I, uh, yeah. Jordan, uh, if you Jordan think, or Iffy, walk sure. us through yeah. it. Iffy, it's interesting you mentioned uh, you thought this was going to be a spider woman movie. When they announced it, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be about Madam Web. This is one of those mm-hmm. code name things, right? Where they announced the movie and then they yeah. don't really announce it. I'm like, this is a Jessica Drew movie. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Dakota Johnson, great casting for that character. And then no, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they just actually made a Madam <laughs> Web movie? All right. Um, 
uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, um, uh, Iffy, please, please, please pick up where you feel like it. But yeah, I, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. in the world of Spider-Man, there are a lot of people with similar powers. You got Spider-Man, you got Miles Morales, you got Jessica Drew, uh, you got, uh, you got Spider Gwen. Silk, you got <laughs> Spider Gwen. Biting. Spiders yeah. are biting, people are getting the same powers. Um, so yeah, all of these characters are canonical comic characters, and uh, all of all of them would have been a good focus for a movie. It's wild that the movie isn't about them. Was one of the girls yeah. Jessica Drew? I don't remember that. No, name. Jessica Drew is not even mentioned in this Got movie. Copy. Okay. So yeah. the three the three young women who would the, when we see them briefly in costume, who are they? There are other Spider Women, but their origins are all changed by this movie. Like it's just it's oh, oh okay. there's no reason to add more Spider people. Like first figure out getting your one Spider person right by yourself. But we're adding to this. We're and you know this this almost made. Like it's like someone saw Spider Man the animated series and was like, "We're gonna pick some of these off the cover because you know you had Morbius who who appeared in that same series. Madam Web looks really cool in the series, but took away all the cool things like her being disabled, blind. You know all the. It was like, what if she's just out there and it doesn't and kind of hot too yeah (laughs) yeah you know they're like we can't make this film about a 70 year old woman like what do you like like it that so that's why i feel like no matter what that was going to be hard because you're trying to make something that is like complicated and connected to a whole other property uh that you're not even going to use spider-man even though you do kind of have the rights for spider-man but you're like no because we we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with that and it just so then you're it's this like weird purgatory of this series. And because of that, I think it would have been hard to make this a good movie because it would have needed a point and a voice. And that is something you can't really do that with something that is like part of the, like the greater Spider-Man lore without Spider-Man. When this finished, I was like, Oh, she's splinter. From Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah, or like, or like Oracle in the in the in the comics, the the you know, Barbara Gordon after getting right. shot by the Joker oh, right. becomes like a super hacker instead. You know, perfect. Yeah. Well, this I'll say one of the things working against this film is the middle bits. There's a lot of positive things. I liked the three younger women. I liked the idea yeah, of this coven. Chemistry. I liked, yeah, they seemed like they were genuinely friends. And you know what? In like 20 years. They're going to start talking such trash about Dakota, and I cannot wait because they were already like, yeah, we all bonded on set. Dakota doesn't even return our texts, and I love it. I love them all for it. I love Dakota for it. But there's plenty, like, there's all sorts of craziness, but things to enjoy. It had one of the worst opening sequences I've ever seen with her mother in the Amazon researching spiders. It's shot super weirdly. And then when they introduce the spider people, those are shot horribly. I was like, oh, my God, did you you, is there not a stunt coordinator available for location shoots? And then it gets it going and I'm like, oh, okay, it's better than I thought. And then after, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to defend this. I'm happy to defend this. A lot of it wasn't cooked enough. They needed more time in visual effects, more time with stunts. And then the end scene was also terrible. And I'm convinced it was the first thing they shot because none of them matched their characters from the rest of it. So I feel like the bookends of it are leading into the trajectory of people speaking ill. But do we do we think that those were shot first or do we think that those were reshot? Or those were shot a week ago. I mean, (laughs) they've all shot four movies since then. Sydney's like, I've already seen the anyone but you uh, box office. (laughs) I'm giving you this much. I'll start the release the Clarkson cut hashtag because (laughs) this in this movie you really feel the edits and you really feel the notes. Like, there's a lot Mm. of reasons a movie can go wrong, and this, I mean, it you just know it's like they got insane notes. They did reshoots the villain is all dubbed for some reason that's really weird yeah um and it's like uh, for instance there is a random scene toward the beginning of the movie we've seen dakota johnson be uh kind of prickly and she doesn't like kids she doesn't like family um and then there's a random scene of her feeding a cat someone read save the cat and told <laughs> and said um, to S.J. Clarkson, they have, and this cat does not come back later in the movie. It is a one I think scene. once. He does one come back. Once, yeah. Jordan, as someone that does not like children or family and has many cats, <laughs> I, 
I take offense to that. <laughs> no, Trey was logic. feeling seen in that. Moment. I'm just saying, I if you like, were, if you were Madam you. Webb, people, uh, 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 a cowardly executive might say something <laughs> dumb, like make her feed the cat. No, I fully agree with to that. To show, yeah, and I, they, <laughs> and it's wild that the 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 ending of this movie is in a fireworks factory. Like the Simpsons meme, when are they going to yeah. get to the fireworks <laughs> yeah. factory? Kind of uh, a fireworks shorthand. factory that is under the giantest Pepsi sign ever. <laughs> Pepsi, Pepsi early, are these Pepsi early, brand fireworks? Early in the film, like they're holding like these Pepsi and Mountain Dew cans, like labeled oh, the camera, yeah. like okay, she fine, whatever a movie. Pepsi can, but then oh, unopened around a barbecue for like yeah. forty minutes. But like that Pepsi sign, I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! And somebody I know on the internet who did not care for the movie, said, I'm convinced that Coca-Cola paid for the Pepsi product placement <laughs> in this movie. I just love that she kept flash-forwarding to how an S was going to kill him, yes. but it was the P that took him out, ultimately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are the masters of Can our own Can we go destinies? back to what Jordan just said? The villain in this is terrible. And yes. I say that saying that, I was like, he looks sort of familiar. His performance is so bad, and like Jordan said, 90% of his dialogue is off screen. It's all done ADR. It's all looped in after. And yet the line delivery is still terrible. So I'm convinced really he had a contract that he could not have someone else do his dubbing for him. And they could just <laughs> not get a line read. And the part that blew my mind was, and it also, it, it messes with the edit because all the scenes he's in, like he has all these scenes with, sure, with Sasha Mamet, why not? But that you're on her when he's talking and, and she's not, it wasn't shot for her to be the hero of it, right? It, it's so weird. And then I figured out, Oh my God! It is the guy from a prophet. Yes, which is one of Rahim, my, like a really great like actor a in other fabulous languages. Fabulous French actor from one of my favorite movies from like 2009, 2010. That Alonzo, when I saw that, I got home and looked it up and was like, that cannot be true. I, I know, I was such aghast. Incredible performance. So but terrible in this. He was also in the Mauritanian, which is a not good movie, and he's not great in it. So that maybe warmed mm. me up for this. But yeah, it's shocking. Like this is the worst performance as edited and you know 80 yard or whatever was going on with him by an actor who is capable of 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 great stuff uh going to the zosha mamet of it all uh, i yeah, did shoshana <laughs> I, exactly yeah which, i was that, shoshana in my friend group she I, got I, it she got a big laugh at the at the press screening because i did not expect that bit of casting i did like the fact that this movie is it, it they make it a point to tell you that it's set in 2003 and I liked the sort of post 9-11 of the bad guy kind of using the incipient NSA yeah. post-Patriot Act stuff to spy on people and to find these young mm. women whom he has seen in a dream killing him. And so, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a throwaway thing in a in a mostly nonsense movie, but I, I like that little whiff of yeah. real world concerns that they at least bothered to try and get in there. Sort of. I'll say this, uh, speaking of laughs in the press screening, uh, some unintentional comedy in this movie. I think there is some comedy that works. Uh, Dakota Johnson has the rom-com chops. She's done it. Five-year engagement, how to be single. These are, these are, these are you know, if not a little bit formulaic, great down-the-middle rom-coms. Um, and those scenes where she has to be kind of like awkwardly fucking up something are, are pretty good. There's a scene at a baby shower where her um, <laughs> future future visions are kind of causing her to act weird and ruin the baby shower. Legit funny. I think she's great in that scene and it's from yes. another movie. Agreed. But like when they give Dakota Johnson some actual comedy to do, she does a good job at it. I, I think she's a, a good actor and good in this movie. Also, the baby Agreed. is Spider-Man. Also, <laughs> well, they don't so, say it. Could and they be. get you have Adam Scott, who's Ben Parker, yeah. and then it took me too long to be like, oh, Uncle Ben, and he's like, I just met this girl, and I'm like, is he going to say her name is May? And so they go to a baby shower. First off, that Emma Roberts plays his sister. I was like, why in the hell is Emma Roberts like yeah, that's 18th casting. on the call sheet? Who talked Emma Roberts into being in this film where she is like the least significant female role? It's kind of I kind of love it. I want to know what favor that was. I always like but, to think that it's like um, when when uh, Julie Walters shows up in the first Harry Potter movie for like ten seconds. She's like, oh, like planting I'll be, seed for I'll, a later. I'll be one. here later. I, my, yeah. my my role kicks in. You know, a couple of movies down the road. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> 
Okay, vote, vote, vote. Yes, yes. The way we vote for things on this podcast is screen it being the highest, stream it being the next level, and skip it being pretty self-explanatory. So who wants to start? I'm going to say this is a stream it. Um, you know, uh, it is. It, it feels weird to that that by not shitting on this movie, I'm somehow now its champion. Uh, you know, but but that's sort of where we are right now. But yeah, I didn't hate it. I had, like I said, it didn't make me angry, and I wasn't bored. And and there are a lot of movies that I can't say that about. Uh, so yeah, it, it it much like yeah, I would love to see. Like you said, the, the, the director's cut of this, the director's cut of the Marvels, you know, to see the actual oh, yeah. what the filmmakers wanted to do with that before everybody got their thumbprints all over it. Um, but uh, yeah, if you think this is like the worst thing ever, go back and watch Morbius again. I dare you. <laughs> I'll, I'll second that. I had a de- I had a decent time at this. I went with my friend Jen Wilson. And as soon as we nice. stepped out, we're, we were like. Why does everyone hate this movie? I thought it was fun. It was like a good weekend fun. I can see not wanting to spend movie theater money for it and instead watch do, it on TBS with commercials. Yeah, do yeah. I I can see that part. Please get through that first terrible scene. I think it's Carrie Bichet that who my love plays her mother. It is awkward as hell, but yeah, I think Dakota Johnson's a very fun lead and I also very much enjoy her as a movie star. We need more crazy just no unfiltered movie stars. And I feel she's really going to embrace that. Um, So yeah, I enjoyed it. And I do want to give it up for my audience that the part they laughed most at is at some point, some dude in a cave tells her, well, once you get a lot of responsibility, you're going to find that some power comes with it. (laughs) And my theater was like laughing their tits off. Not in a good way. That one was like yeah, an eye roller. Some, yes. <laughs> but it was very funny. There are laughs in this movie. Uh, you know How they come about those laughs in various ways. Jordan, what would your vote be? Yeah, um, I think I'll give this. I'll give this a soft stream. It. Um, I think if you're curious, and you know, if you are kind of a comic book movie completist, and if you are kind of curious to see what they did with a, a very minor character, um, yeah, I, I, I think this is a stream. It. I think you could. You know, I don't think it is. You know, it's not cats. You know, I don't think you could have yes. a bunch of friends over and drink and get rowdy while watching Madam Web, but. I, I I think if you're curious, I think if you're a J- Dakota Johnson stan, you got to watch it. It's a seminal text. Um, yeah, so I'll so, so, soft stream it for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it uh, right in the same department. I'm gonna stream it as well. Uh, yeah, I I I, don't, I say don't come into this expecting a Morbius uh, situation. It's not that bad. It's wonderfully all right. Uh, something to watch. You're not going to be mad at it if you uh, kind of have nothing to do uh, and you, you know, smoked a little weed. <laughs> it's a movie. It is a yes. movie. Yes. I agree. They did so, it. Yep. Uh, but we'll be right back over here from another show from Maximum Fun. The following are real reenactments of pretend emergency calls. My husband! It's my husband! Calm down, please. What about your husband? He, he loads the dishwasher wrong. Please help! Please help me! Where are you now, ma'am? At the kitchen table. I was with my dad. He mispronounces words intentionally. There are plenty of podcasts on the hunt for justice, but only one podcast has the courage to take on the silly crimes. Judge John Hodgman the only true crime podcast that won't leave you feeling sad and bad and scared for once. Only on MaximumFun.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Maximum Film. I'm your host, Evie Wadiway, in the studio with me are... Alonzo Duralde. I'm Jordan Morris. Drea Clark. And me, Marissa Flaxbart. Producer Marissa to you... <laughs> and I'm here. There can only mean one of a handful of things. This time it means you're the real Madam Webb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am Cassandra Webb. Oh, uh, I had a joke I wanted to do. Uh, Madam Webb, Miss Webb, if you're nasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that worth going back for? I think it was. 
Sure. Um. <laughs> keep it in. You keep that in. She'll edit it into the main the main block. We'll know. we'll see where it ends up here. Um, <laughs> uh, so I've devised a quiz that is so tangentially related to this film. It I really really hooked into the fact that this movie is set in the year two thousand three, and as you guys mentioned in your description, there is some two thousand three ish things in the film some costuming choices certainly yeah, I was gonna, can i jump in i'm so sorry because i'm thrilled that you're doing this there is nothing more 2003 in the world than the combo of boots and leather jacket that hmm. dakota johnson is wearing in this <laughs> i was like i own both of those and i know the exact year that i wore them and it is this year so yes thank yeah. you Marissa. i think uh Sydney Sweeney's first appearance got a little bit of a laugh in my audience, probably because of the little butterfly clips that were in her hair. So, um, so what I have for you is some other movies that are uh, set in 2003 in one sense, because they came out in 2003. This quiz is, uh, (laughs) I called it Y2K3. Oh yeah, you did. I I always come up with a name for quiz, you guys, but I, uh, you don't don't always get to hear them. Um, So here's what I'm going to do. I am going to start to read you guys the Google description of a movie that came out in 2003. And when you know what movie I'm talking about, I want you to buzz in. And I want you to buzz in by saying um, a phrase that I think probably reached its peak right around 2003. The phrase is, bling, bling. Can you do that for me? Every time you come around my city. (laughs) Pinky ain't worth about 50. Every time I buy a new ride. Okay, if he's going after those bonus points before we even get started. (laughs) And you know what? I'm going to give them to you, Ify. Bonus points. Yeah. Okay, let's get started. Are you guys ready? Everybody understand the rules? Yes. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to screw up the bling bling at least once. I'm sure of it. (laughs) Yes. Day Sue is an obnoxious drunk bailed from the police station yet again. Bling bling. Alonzo. <laughs> Old boy. Oh, damn it. Oh, I was wow. going to I was going to then I was like, man, is that racist? Because I know at least one other Korean movie that came out that year. It's got to be another day soup somewhere. Nope. Just this one. OK, next up, a very different movie. Honor student Tracy Freeland, Evan Rachel Wood, has a troubling home life. Bling, bling. 13. 13 is the movie. I went back and forth on these when they say the actor name, should I read the actor name? And I actually think a lot Mm. of these would be so hard without the actor name. Yeah, no, I wouldn't wouldn't have known the character name. Although if it's 2003, you don't really have to say Evan Rachel Wood. You can just assume (laughs) that she's probably... She was in everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She had a great 2003. (laughs) Honey Daniels. Jessica Alba. Bling, bling. <laughs> Honey. <laughs> Man, I'm really glad I pulled so many of these right now. <laughs> Honey, a-, a perfect film, some would say. Not a month goes by that Dave White doesn't at one point quote uh, Missy Elliott and say, get me Honey Daniels. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, I'm really glad this quiz provided the opportunity for that anecdote. How would you, how would you use that in conversation? Alonso? How would you be surprised? that? <laughs> At Camp Ovation, kids of all ages spend bling, their bling. Su- <laughs> oh my gosh. Camp. Camp. A movie that has come up frequently on this podcast, especially mm. in the past year or so. I'm thrilled because I almost said Camp Rock, and I would have had to excuse myself with the look that Alonzo would have given me. <laughs> okay. For this one, I'm going to try leaving out the actor names. An advice columnist, Andy Anderson, tries pushing the back. Bling, bling. Trea. How to lose a guy in 10 days. What? Oh, no. On. This, <laughs> this is, is just wild. embarrassing. This no, embarrassing. I'm, you know, I'm impressed. This is great. I don't know that I'll We're very uh, get turn a single of the one, around but here. This is, uh, this is I was like, this is, these are my shut-in days. It, hmm. 2003? Yeah. <laughs> Unemployed in Hollywood? Watching lots? You bet. In this hilarious backstage mockumentary, three eclectic, never quite famous folk bands come together. Bling, bling, bling. bling, bling. Um, Jordan. A mighty wind. Uh, oh. This is a mighty wind. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. All right. Sorry. M- Molly Gunn, Brittany Murphy, has never worked a day in her life and has lived like a queen. Bling, bling. Uptown Girls? <laughs> This is truly my saddest moment. Some of these aren't real movies. Are they? Some of these are fake movies. This is Brittany Murphy (laughs) and Elle Fanning. A Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning. My bad, Fannings. Remember how Dakota Fanning was like a child actor and she was just in a bunch of movies in the early 2000s? Oh, yeah. This was one of them. As a child, Mordecai Carver, 
Adam Goldberg, was teased mercilessly for his Jewish heritage by his Gentile Christmas celebrating classmates. Oh, and bling, bling bling! The so, Hebrew hammer. <laughs> is that what you were going to say too, Jordan? I was also going to say the Hebrew hammer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One of the few Hanukkah movies. Yes. <laughs> if you have you ever <laughs> seen the Hebrew them. hammer? No, I did not. I, I also have not seen it. It was on Comedy <laughs> Central a lot around this time. I yes, think. that does ring Ooh. a bell. Very different from the Hebrew Hammer. A variety of adolescents at a suburban high school drift through a seemingly uneventful day until two students arrive bling, bling. with violent intentions. Elephant. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Elephant is the movie. Gus Van Sant. I right? was like, the faculty? This could go a lot of ways. I was also <laughs> hoping it was going right? to be the faculty. Faculty was, I think I saw the faculty <laughs> in high school, so maybe late 90s. Faculty oh, holds okay. up. Oh, yeah, yeah, movie. yeah. That's earlier. Miles Massey, George Clooney, is an exceptional divorce lawyer who specializes bling, bling. in... Intolerable Cruelty. Intolerable oh, Cruelty. Yeah. Directed by Iffy. Fargo. <laughs> like it must be someone I know if you're asking me. The um, it's some. It's a couple the, of brothers oh, that you brothers. like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I, I, I feel like this I've, was the one that's that one on my held list. up as their bad one. <laughs> yeah. Intolerable really. Cruelty and the Lady Killers are the, the Coen Brothers killers, movies yeah, that yeah. people try to pretend yeah, never yeah. happened. It's, I, I, I kind of like this movie. I remember and Catherine Zeta-Jones, yeah. Could be worse. Yeah, I totally missed that one. And it seems like I should continue to mess it. <laughs> <laughs> After discovering his girlfriend, Juliette Lewis, has been participating in group sex, attorney Mitch... Oh, bling, oh, bling, bling. Uh, Is this eyes wide shut? No! <laughs> the hangover! No! <laughs> bling, bling. This is old school. It right? is old Oh, Jesus, school. Todd Phillips! I was thinking Todd Phillips might Yeah, be. no, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think... Yes, group sex but. was a good clue, though, for, for oh, eyes cool. wide shut, though. Frank, what what year was yeah, eyes yeah, wide yeah, shut? I heard groups... 99. 99. Yeah, yeah, I, I heard group sex and just uh, zoomed in. <laughs> it really wasn't... <laughs> It wasn't even group sex. It was he. He found out that his wife enjoyed sex, <laughs> and he went crazy. Yeah. Nineteen ninety nine. That means this year is the twenty fifth anniversary of Eyes Wide Shut. So yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. We yeah. already did an episode about it. Unfortunately, yeah. as much oh. as Dre would love to repeat that. Do, do, uh, yeah, we can go back. Oh God. Here's another one. A lonely aging movie star named Bob Harris and a conflicted newlywed Charlotte meet in Tokyo. Oh, bling, bling, bling. Lost in translation. That's the one. Here's one final the title. The film where Anna Ferris plays Cameron Diaz. Gotta yes. love it. <laughs> okay. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. It's anybody's game. <laughs> we all have She's, about the same amount of points. Yeah, yeah I, I'm definitely keeping score like I always do. Good. We're yes, all definitely should. doing as well as Alonzo. Yes. Nine intertwined stories examine the complexities of the one emotion that connects us bling, all. Bling, bling. Love. <laughs> Love, actually. Oh, my uh. God. I was going to say Crash, so I'm glad <laughs> you uh... These are the same movie at, in their, at, their, at the core. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that, 2001? Crash was yeah. maybe, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. It was the same year as Bro- Brokeback Mountain, so it was 2005. Okay. Oh, Okay. I knew it was the year that I graduated from something. I just had the wrong thing. Uh, um, okay. <laughs> love, a- love actually, and uh, Madam Web both 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 have both have nine eleven as part of their plot. <laughs> so that's a fun connection. You know, that was exactly why I closed with that one. Yes. That's yeah. my reasoning exactly. All right, there's a fun connection. Oh. Great work, everybody. Listeners, write in if you love that quiz, because boy, I sure would love to make a whole bunch of quizzes that only required that much uh, preparation on my <laughs> mm-hmm. part. That was great. Another gem, Marissa. Thank you. Thank you. I will turn the show back over to you, Ify. <laughs> now, it's time for staff picks. It could be any movie at all. Who wants to start? I was going to bring something all highfalutin, but then the conversation about Dakota Johnson's rom-com chops uh, reminded me of a little scene, but to me, I think quite adorable film called Date and Switch, which is now streaming on Max. And it is about two high school best friends who have a sort of longstanding uh, goal of losing their virginity on prom night. But then um, one of them comes out and kind of complicates everything. 
And uh, it stars Dakota Johnson. It stars Nicholas Braun, who I've always been a fan of, who is now, thanks to Succession, suddenly people are on the Nicholas Braun train. Um, Hunter Cope, who hasn't done as much stuff lately, but I think is a a lot of fun in this. Uh, And then you've got like some some great character actors are in here. Uh, Gary Cole, Nick Offerman, uh, Megan Mullally. Um, Yeah, this movie had Larry Wilmore. Uh, This movie kind of, I think, sort of fell between the cracks when it came out, but uh, I, I... stumbled upon it a few years back and, and thought it was sort of a discovery. So yeah, if you've never seen it, it's on Max, date and switch. Nice. My film is an absolute uh, around the corner 180 from what Alonzo just said. It is coming out to VOD on the 23rd of February. It is called The Promised Land. Uh, it was Denmark's pick for the Oscars this year. It stars the always hot stuff Mads Mikkelsen. It's 18th century. Um, he plays this sort of war hero in this horrible like landscape where he starts to farm crops and build community and gain a title and all this and then he is up against the worst movie villain you will see if you are like i'd like to watch something because i want to remember what it's like to hate someone again have i got the film for you this villain you're gonna be all of the anger in your body sometimes it's nice it's cathartic to have that come out but it's so good and it's epic and it's sweeping and it looks enormous if you're like they don't make movies like they used to this is a very classic kind of film the promised land plus you know mads mickelson's cheekbones so you can't (laughs) go wrong with that Yeah. yeah Jordan, what you got? Uh, yeah, uh, I am sure you've mentioned all three of these movies on this show, but last week I did a little like catching up on some of the sneakier Oscar movies, and I saw uh, American Fiction, um, Anatomy of a Fall, and The Holdovers. I thought they were all great. Speaking of kind of, they're all they don't make them like that anymore type movies. They're all kind of mm. genres that mm. you wish you saw more of. Uh, all very different, all terrific, terrific movies. God, what a, I, I don't know, good, 2023, kind of a good movie year, huh? Yeah. Kind of a good movie yeah. year. And Jordan, we did for the episodes about time, all of those. I was yeah, going to say, yeah. we, we, found, we did an episode on every single Best Picture nom because we started covering them months before nominations came out. Finger on the pulse right here. Heck yeah, yes, yes. yes. Listen to Max Film. Listen yeah. to Max Film. This is why... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I thought they were all great. And yeah, definitely like, you know, um, your Killers of the Flower Moon and your Barbies are kind of like taking up a lot of the air as well. They should both great movies, but these are kind of smaller, more character intimate movies. And they're yeah. all absolutely terrific. Yes. Um, yeah. And mine, I'm going to just keep in line with just booking this by uh, yeah, I rewatched Starship Troopers after playing a bunch of hell oh, yeah. uh, divers, oh, yeah. and it's nice. it is still pretty solid. It is very funny to go back and realize that uh, back when it first released, people felt like wasn't fucking with it and didn't feel like they felt like it glorified that violence, and it wasn't the same. And uh, what's exciting for me, and I definitely do not actually mean this, is that the discourse has now picked up again on Twitter. Is it? We've come full circle. Yeah. And where I'm like, here's my problem with with the discourse and all discourses like this, where it's like everyone is like, if people don't get the exact same thing that I got out of this movie in the exact same way, then we got to fight about it. And it's like, well, why? It's like, if people can't, there, I've learned, there's so many times we watched um zone of interest it was a very short-lived discourse but it was the discourse that mm-hmm. was like why are we following this family and it's like mm-hmm. oh because it's literally the point of the movie uh, but it's and i feel like that's what happens when you take a swing with satires there's just people who will refuse to get anything from a movie the new discourse that i saw was it was like well it's not a good satire because of course they want to kill the bugs it's like yeah because that's how yeah, yeah that's whatever I, i'm not gonna explain it I'm yeah not gonna the, explain. the current discord boils down to i didn't understand this movie the filmmaker clearly had my stupid idea in mind when he made it so it's bad <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah i i actually like rewatched it and making uh m kind of sit through it i was like oh yeah this this still bangs and it's still very fun and uh great and i remembered my childhood crush on denise richards always uh good in the world that was that was like an era denise richards was that you know chick oh my goodness which funny enough yeah i didn't see that and m was yelling at me he was like you had a crush on denise richards and you didn't see wild things you're nuts uh so that is now next on the docket but 
Oh, I, I envy so, you getting to see it for the first time. I've only yeah. recently been introduced to the whole Tammy and the T-Rex thing, which I Ooh, somehow eluded I, me the first time around. And that's a that's a piece of bonkers if you haven't gotten to it yet. Yes. I okay. I will. Uh, well, first off, let's thank Jordan Moore for coming Yay! on the show. Thank you so much for having yeah, me. Yeah. This was so much fun. I always love gabbing with you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, what new stuff do you have for our listeners to look out for? Uh, yeah, I'll I'll do a little marathon of plugs here. I'll try and make it quick yes. and concise. Uh, Jordan, no, take Jesse, your go. Time. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, well, let me spin you a yarn. Sit on my <laughs> knee and let me tell you of the projects that I am peddling, like Johnny Appleseed. Okay, I'm not going to do that uh, anymore. Um, uh, Jordan, Jesse, go on Maximum Fun. As if he mentioned, uh, I'm starting a new show over there on MaximumFun.org. Uh, it is called Free with Ads. Uh, it, me and Emily Fleming, the great Emily Fleming, uh, stand-up comic and uh, regular cast member on Good Mythical Morning. We are going to review the weird Free with Ads movies that you can find awesome. on YouTube. Love it. YouTube, Pluto, <laughs> Tubi. Tubi. Oh, yeah. Tubi. <laughs> we yeah. call that the Tubi. Alonzo Network. <laughs> so yes, he that's... has that, and then the fancy one. We, I'm yeah, sure we, I'm sure we will have you all on on I the show it, at some point. You all, this is a, this is an invitation. Um, yeah, so we're going to be just kind of watching those movies, goofing on them. Um, I think you can probably subscribe to the feed now, um, but episodes should stop start dropping soon. So uh, free with ads. Look for it in your local pod spot. Also, uh, if you wanna if you wanna take out the earbuds and do a little bit of reading, um, I've got a Ooh. graphic novel coming out later this year. Pre-orders nice. up now. It is called Youth Group. It is a YA horror comedy about teenage exorcists. They are all part of a goofy Bible study group that does like you know parody songs about abstinence, but they actually have to do exorcisms and fight demons. And uh, yeah, the art is by a great artist named Bowen McGurdy, who's done a lot of work for Marvel and uh, has a great series called Spectre Inspectors, um, a real genius, gorgeous art in this book. And uh, yeah, it's coming out. Uh, it's coming out this summer, but you can pre-order it now. Alonzo, maybe you'll back me up on this. You got to flog those pre-orders. Oh, I'm a big believer in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, Congrats, so it, Jordan. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm really proud of it. It, 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 it's, 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 it's a true, it's a true labor of love. It's, it's actually a weirdly personal uh, work for me. Uh, a man awesome. who goes out of his way not to reveal anything personal about himself at all. <laughs> I have done it through a demon-fighting graphic novel. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm re- really excited for folks a to see this. A tale as old as As one does. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, you can do that. Amazon, Barnes & Noble, better yet, your local indie bookstore. Uh, we love them. If you're here in LA, you do it through Book Soup. I'll sign it for you. Um, and yeah, bit.ly slash youth group book. Bit.ly slash youth group book. Take a little look at the art. See that beautiful cover, and uh, you'll get those pre-order links there. Nice. Ooh. And it'll be yeah, in the show notes. Very nice. Oh, thank you so yes. much. Yes. And uh, Dre and Alonzo, thank you for another wonderful show. Bling, bling. Madam and Web listen. with you. <laughs> <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> yes. And to the listeners, if you have a comment or suggestion about this week's show, send us an email at MaximumFilm at MaximumFun.org or find us on any of our social media channels, which are all linked in the show notes. Next week, we're going to be talking about drive-away dolls, and our producer is Marissa Flax, part of our producer, Laura Swisher, and this, a production by Maximum Fun. Bye-bye. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows supported directly by you.